Welcome to Puro Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, Metro columnist, and I'm joined by business editor and columnist Greg Jefferson, reporter Brian Chasnoff. And uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, an issue that's kind of uh, stunned uh, municipal officials in San Antonio over the past uh, week or two, which is um, the decision by the state to basically take control over a a 2.2 mile stretch of Broadway um, between I-35 and Burr Road. Um, and we've got a lot to say about that. Before we get to that, though, uh, I wanted to briefly talk about uh, the fact that former President Donald Trump was in Texas over the weekend. He was in Conroe on Saturday and uh, he was introduced by Governor Greg Abbott, among other people. Uh, it was a I, I before we describe it, it might might be good just to give you a little sample of, of what it sounded like. This is what it sounded like. Are you ready for Donald J. Trump? J. Trump is ready for you. (laughs) Donald J. Trump loves the great state of Texas. And Texans love President Donald J. Trump. Yeah, it kind of... It kind of goes on like that. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the exact count was, but apparently there were nearly 30 references to Donald J. Trump in about six minutes. And one take on it was that when when Greg Abbott came out, there were some a few boos because, as we know, uh, he there are people on the extreme right wing of the Republican Party who have uh, who've had issues with him, whether it was for the mask mandate that we had uh, early in the pandemic and whatever, whatever the issue might be. And so there was some feeling that maybe he was trying to like fend off um, some, some hecklers by just saying Donald J. Trump over and over again and thinking that might, that might keep him safe. Uh, Greg, what what was your, what was your take on that? Uh, My take is that his speechwriter deserves a raise and his speechwriter is uh, presumably a sledgehammer. (laughs) It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Was it a human being? Yeah. yeah, It's, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was kind of like, well, I mean, what did you expect? I mean, this was, uh, you know, as all uh, Donald Trump rallies are these days. I mean, this was, you know, its purpose was to, you know, to pay honor to to uh, Donald Trump uh, and show him fealty. Every elected official, for, you know, including, you know, Paxton, Abbott. Sid Miller, they were all going to do it. So, you know, this is not at all a surprise. Uh, and it shows the extent to which, uh, you know, Trump still holds the Texas Republican Party in thrall. One of the things that, that caught my attention, too, was that um, for someone who's been in politics so long, like particularly early at the beginning of that that clip, it, this sounded like someone who had never used a microphone before. Uh, he was just kind of like <laughs> bellowing with his, you know, into the mic really in, in a really unpleasant sort of way. But um, yeah. I, I just I don't I've there's no doubt that Greg Abbott is an accomplished person. And, uh, you know, yeah. he there's no you know, I, I think. Even people who don't like him, I think the the common thing that people have said is that, you know, he was like a smarter Rick Perry. Um, But um, I've never really sort of bought into the idea that he's a particularly skillful politician. And um, I don't know, there was just something about the level of desperation that he showed there. I mean, what did you think, Brian? I mean, there were folks were booing him. Am I am I mistaken? Yeah, they were. 
So, I mean, that, that just raises all kinds of questions about uh, why isn't Abbott conservative, conservative enough for, for Trump supporters? Is it because of his policies at the beginning, beginning of the pandemic where he took science seriously briefly? Um, what is, uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that, you know, he, we had a mask mandate in the state for what it was about 10 months or something like that, or maybe it was, I think it was about eight months. And, uh, he got a lot of flack from, uh, from his, some of his fellow Republicans like Alan West, who was then the party chair, state party chair, and is now running against him. Abbott's going to win the primary easily. I mean, the polls all indicate that he's in no danger, but I think he has a real hard time dealing with any criticism on his right flank. And, you know, really ultimately this kind of reminded me of a situation. Go ahead. I was going to say that, that, that was eons ago in, in politics though, right? I mean, that's a long memory that these guys have. Yeah, I think that's true. And it's, and I think some of it is like, he's also, he's, he's just ultra sensitive to it. He can't handle it very well. And, but it's a little bit like, you know, when, uh, you know, if you see like an opening act at a, like at a big arena show and the crowd isn't really into him, um, they just, you know, maybe in desperation, will start mentioning the headliners, you know, just over and over again, you know, just trying to get the, the crowd like pumped up by reminding them yeah. that the headliners coming on in a little bit <laughs> or something yeah. like that, you know? So, um, but yeah, um, we're shouting their name over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> All right. So I so I will on that note we'll we'll move on to our our big topic of the day, which is um, you know what's happening with with Broadway and um, people will remember that in the 2017 bond the the biggest pro the uh, piece of that that bond a 42 million dollar piece which uh, Mayor Nuremberg has called the centerpiece of that of that bond was for the redevelopment of. A stretch of of Broadway um, in the downtown area, which would you know in, uh, allow for uh, bike la- protected bike lanes, uh, widened sidewalks. Um, you'd have some landscaping there. It would also mean that in order to make that possible, you were going to reduce uh, traffic lanes from three in each direction to two in each direction. This has been going on for years and years. Uh, apparently, there've been a lot of conversations between state officials and and the city. Um, and then it just all collapsed. And we saw last week that the Texas Transportation Commission um, basically decided to take back. Um, and and I'm, I think we could just debate whether that's really the right term, because technically the, the this this piece of Broadway was never, uh, never fully uh, passed over to the to the never, city. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, but. Anyway, the, the plan had been for the city to take it over and we were in the process to have that happen. And the, the state has now said we're taking over and which leaves the whole project in limbo. Brian, you wrote about this. Um, when exactly did city officials find out that there was a problem coming from from TxDOT on this? I think the exact date was January 7th of this year when the uh, TxDOT... Uh, I believe the chief engineer of TxDOT wrote to the public works department that the, that the project quote is not moving forward. So it was very, a very definitive statement um, spoken with authority uh, from, from someone who, who was sure that they had, had still had complete control of the street. Um, And as you said, Gilbert, you know, back in 2014, a process was begun to transfer the street the state highway to the city, but there was just one technicality, uh, a project acceptance letter that that needed to be issued by TxDOT before the the transfer was complete, and that never happened. 
I was just going to point out that, uh, and this came up during the Texas Transportation Commission meeting on Thursday where they rescinded this order. I mean, Gina Gallego, who's the TxDOT district engineer, she did point out that, you know, since 2014, uh, you know, the state has paid for, I think it was $1.3 million in maintenance of the street. So, I mean, that does, you know, I, I don't think it was in dispute that, that, the state still controlled this stretch of Broadway, though it was in process, you know, it was going into city hands, but they had been maintaining it at least, the state. But the the city's point, though, is that this came out of the, the clear blue because yeah. dot you know, had begun this process almost 10 years ago. There was a, a, you know, back in 2016, a year before the bond election, the city reached out to dot and said, hey, this is what we want to do. Uh, for bond projects, uh, including this redevelopment of Broadway. Are you okay with this? And will you pledge $5 million to help us? And TxDOT signed off on that. Then the, the bond passed. Um, uh, more than uh, three quarters of voters approved it. And then, uh, you know, 2022, <laughs> yeah. many years later, they come in and say, hey, by the way, this is not acceptable. And and you guys can't have the street. And, yeah. and, it, and I mean, Gilbert, I think you made yeah. uh, say you made a really good point in your column about the history of this. So, I mean, you found that you know TxDOT really was seeking a favor <laughs> in a way That's from right. the city. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so well, thanks. Uh, some some history would be good at this point. Yeah, yeah. The context there, because I mean, some people might think, well, this is you know the city tried to take this over, and 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 the, and the state is not allowing to. But this was really something initiated by the state in 2013. Uh, Textile was in a particularly bad financial position. They were looking at a five billion dollar deficit, and there were a lot of uh, urban streets that at one time, maybe before we had the interstate highway system, these were basically, they served as highways. I mean, Broadway served as part of a highway, you know, in, in, in conjunction with Austin highway to, you know, if people wanted to get from San Antonio to Austin, they, Broadway hadn't served that role in a long time. It, it's a city street. And TxDOT was looking at nearly 1900 miles of those types of streets around the state and saying, we're, you know, we've got the burden, the financial burden of maintaining and, and uh, operating these streets, and we want to pass them on to the cities. And the reality is, like, even though now we're looking at the city getting upset about the state uh, wanting to take control of, of Broadway, in 2013, it was really a hard sell for TxDOT to try to convince cities to take these these streets because they were mayors were saying, this is an unfunded mandate. You're just trying to dump this on us. The idea of TxDOT thought if they could they could uh, convince these cities to do it, they would have saved $165 million a year. And they, and they decided to make it a voluntary opt-in program because they, you know, they knew that they were going to get a lot of pushback from cities if they tried to force them to do it. San Antonio worked with the state on this and um, they found there, there were some streets, not all the ones that TxDOT wanted to, to hand over to the city, but there were some that the city would work with them on under certain conditions. And, and so Broadway was one of this. So this was something TxDOT started the city uh, accepted it and moved forward. And, and, and as you all have talked about, I mean, the thing that's really strange, and I, I didn't get much of a sense. I, I'm wanting to talk with you a little bit, Greg, about Bruce Bug, who's a San Antonian, who was the chairman of the Transportation Commission. But I didn't sense from him in that meeting any sort of uh, uh, maybe guilt isn't the right word, but any sort of uh, there was no sense that that he felt bad about the timing of this after he state officials had to know the nature of this project. The 2017 bond 
the language of that, I, I don't think it said uh, we're removing, we're going to reduce lanes, but it said we're going to have protected bike lanes. We're going to have, you know, we're going to sidewalk enhancements. You can't do that on that street without reducing lanes. I mean, it was, and, and there were conversations going on between TxDOT and city officials for years. And the city kept moving forward. Business people were investing in this. And to come now in 2022, I didn't sense you know, that there was any sort of feeling of like, we're really sorry that you all have been, have gone this far and we're pulling the rug out now. I mean, mm-hmm. what, it, it, could you talk a little bit about Bruce Bug's role in this and, and how he, re, he handled this? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, and you know, if, if you watch the meeting on Thursday, to me, it was clear from, you know, the first minute or so of its opening statements, how this was going to go. I mean, to me, there was no question that, you know, he was he was supporting the rescission of this order. Uh, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a difficult move for him. <laughs> I mean, you know, clearly yeah. uh, he's from here. He's uh, he's the chairman of several bank holding companies, one of which owns Bank of San Antonio. You know, he's you know, he had been involved with the Tobin Center. He is, you know, executive director and trustee of the Tobin Endowment. This is this is a guy who is all about uh, nurturing, nurturing and maintaining relationships. That's how Bruce Bug got to the point he's at. Right. Uh, so I think in his, his heart of hearts, probably this was a, this was a difficult move to make. But watching him Thursday, you absolutely could not tell it. I mean, you know, he showed a lot of resolution and that's because, I mean, look, this, he was appointed to that position by uh, Governor Greg Abbott. He cherishes his relationship Mm -hmm. with Abbott. And in this case, uh, you know, this was a policy mandate that Abbott made clear to the commission in 2015 with the creation of Texas uh, Clear Lanes, which is and basically an anti-congestion uh, traffic congestion initiative targeting, you know, the five largest metro areas in Texas. Uh, so Abbott's position was clear, and I don't think there was ever any question in 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 with Bug that he was going to carry out uh, that mandate. Uh, I'm sure he, you know, he he had it was. I'm sure it was a difficult thing for him, but you know, Abbott is his kind of you know, political, political taskmaster. And he did his bidding essentially. Um, But but let's, let's talk also about the suspicions that folks have about this decision by Abbott, that perhaps it doesn't have entirely to do with congestion, you know, fears of congestion that bug and Abbott brought up. I mean, there's been a history of hostility from the state uh, directed toward local governments. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, uh, uh, an unwillingness by the state to allow local governments to have local control over their, over, you know, the destiny of, of a city, you know, uh, Abbott has been Abbott and the legislature, the Republicans in the legislature have been notorious in, in recent years for really coming in and digging into local territory and not, not allowing local leaders to make those decisions. And particularly in big in big cities, yeah, yeah. And as far as uh, the the city's plan for Broadway, the const- you know the complete streets plan, I mean, 
It's like, look, this, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that Abbott's mandate, uh, you know, anti-congestion mandate goes back to 2015. Um, but the abruptness of this is really suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, it's not Absolutely. it's not crazy to think that uh, this about face has to do with a phone call or some kind of message from Governor Abbott, basically one mm-hmm. seeking this this yeah. rescission. I mean, I you know, at the end of the day, if that's you know, if if that's confirmed, I mean, would anybody really be surprised by that? Yeah, it's the only thing that makes it. One of the things that kind of came out, and I I think Bruce Bug may have may have uh, suggested this, and and uh, some of the other people who spoke, you know, might have might have talked a little bit about this from, from the text docs side. There was this kind of uh, suggestion that oh, we just we we found out, and we found out pretty recently that uh, they were going to be uh, reducing traffic lanes. We were just saying, oh, this we got a problem, and and I was thinking like, how 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 recent could this have been? Again, the bond program is five years ago. If you look at the language of it, but even if it's beyond that, I mean, we had a widely covered story in 2019 where you you had a conflict between then district one councilman, Roberto Trevino and mayor Nuremberg, because there was a low, uh, a a stretch of Broadway South immediately South of this 2.2 mile stretch in which uh, the mayor wanted to have bike lanes there too. And Roberto Trevino saying, you know, that's that during that, in that part of Broadway, it narrows from, I think, 110 feet to 72 mm-hmm. feet. We're just not going to have enough room to put in bike lanes there. And they had a big argument about it. The Express News covered this extensively. And part of that story was to say, just north of this uh, controversial stretch of Broadway, we are going to have bike lanes. That's the project is, is the plan is for that part of the project to have bike lanes. So, um, and, and to reduce traffic lanes. I mean, so the, the stories were all talking about the reduction of traffic lanes on this particular stretch of Broadway. So even if they were not t- having conversations about, it, which I know they were, you know, th- these things were out in the press. It, it, it was not like some, some new information was dropped on text dot like three months ago or something like that. And the, and the state was shocked. The other thing about this too is that mm-hmm. beyond the question of you know there a lot obviously a lot of people who support bike lanes are upset about this and they think and so them it's a philosophical thing that this is a safety issue to have bike lanes and wider sidewalks there and to not base everything on on mm-hmm. automobile traffic and that's one one issue and I I think I I agree with them on, on when it comes to the stretch of Broadway but the other issue is that really this is not a highway. This is really not as if you look at how TxDOT has defined its role, which is that it is in charge of um, roadways that connect communities, whereas cities are in charge of getting people, you know, tra- traveling within communities. Broadway is a, is a piece of road that gets people uh, from one part of San Antonio to another. It's, it is, it, it moves people within the community. It is, it has really no business in 2022 being under state control, even if they have the legal right to take it, um, it really has no business being under state control. There was a surreal element to the way the state kept referring to Broadway as State Loop 368. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> for, right. Oh, that, especially yeah. for people in San I'm Antonio. Who are, yeah, like we're used to we're used to driving down Broadway to you know to get downtown. Um, yeah, they, they pulled out the old school name. Uh, yeah, it, it was <laughs> very telling that they kept calling well, it. Mean, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I think last week, I think it was it was news to a lot of our readers that this was part of the state highway system. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I got the sense that, that a lot of people who were consuming stories about this, you know, all, reading all of this, they had no idea. They, they just assumed 
I mean, justifiably that this was this was and had been a city street because it sure looks like a city street. <laughs> you know, Broadway, I mean, try driving 70 miles an hour down Broadway. Yeah. Broadway's so weird because it's like, you know, it's it's you got owned by the state and then it's owned by the city and then it's at Alamo Heights and then it's owned by the San Antonio. And it's, yeah. it's but that, I mean, the last point I just want to make was mm-hmm. that uh, beyond the philosophical issue about bike lanes and sidewalks and all that, you've got the question of what how are cities supposed to respond to TxDOT going forward? If TxDOT uh, approaches cities about these kinds of, you know, when it comes to these kinds of roadways or these kinds of situations, um, you know, when San Antonio basically worked for seven years uh, to, to, to develop this plan for Broadway and, uh, and now they're, they're just being told that, you know, forget it. I don't see how any, any major, urban area in the state can feel that they can trust TxDOT, um, you know, uh, and, you know, if you make the kind of big financial and, and time commitments that were made here uh, and, and you have to face the threat that this might be, that might be pulled on you. I guess the last thing I want to ask you, Brian, is um, what is your sense about the, the, the future of this? Bruce Bug said at the meeting, we still want to work with the city of San Antonio. And I found myself thinking, well, how, how but we can't, we can't reduce lanes though. And so I thought, well, where does that leave us? I mean, it, it would appear to be an, uh, an impasse because, uh, you know, Eric Walsh's, the city manager, Eric Walsh's statement was clear when he said, we don't know how we would achieve the, the bond project without reducing lanes because that's virtually impossible to do. Yeah. And when you have Bruce Buck saying uh, lane reduction is, uh, is, a, is a non-starter, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't think they have any idea how they're going to... I don't know where the middle ground is there. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Well, um, we're going to, this is something we're going to be following uh, going forward. Um, we're going we're gonna to wrap things up there. Uh, a lot of you know that we're uh, projected to have uh, some freezing temperatures, uh, I think, beginning around the middle of the week. So we hope everyone is uh, will stay safe and uh, wish everybody well. And, and we'll be back with you next week. Take care. <laughs>